0: I think the thing that I, a lot of us are searching for is this sense of love and belonging. And we think that we're going to find that by proving ourselves. And the moments that I've really felt that love and belonging are when I've embraced that I'm part of what I call the big everything, right? Or what I think of God. Like I'm, I don't have to be somebody. I don't have to prove anything. Like I'm already here. I'm already experiencing all of this I I belong here because I am here and just embracing that nobodiness which is it's it's a hard path but I think for me that is the path
1: (laughs) I'm Harmony Williams and this is Life Changing Trips Sometimes it's hard to see the freedom and the beauty that lives behind the weight of everything we carry, but I believe that life is so amazing and I can't waste another moment. I'm so excited to be here with you for another transformational conversation about experiences and the latest research on plant medicine, meditation, breath work, and other unconventional modalities and how they are being used for mental health and expansion. I hope by listening that you will find ways to integrate your peak experiences and epiphanies to open up new levels of possibilities, ingenuity and fulfillment in business and deeper, authentic connection and passion in your relationships and a feeling of purpose of living fully alive. Today we have Kimber Dutton. She's so cool. So this is for you if you're curious about the possibilities of a journey. Some of the main things that we talk about in this episode, we talk about the fear of death, and she describes one of her journeys and what she was told on this journey and what she saw, and another journey where her voice and femininity opened up, and another one that she got some answers and some clarity and some peace around leaving the religion of her youth. If you are stepping away or have some nuanced or different beliefs surrounding the religion of your youth, so she just felt like she was falling and there was nothing there to catch her, if you're going through that, this may be able to just give you some peace she has so much incredible wisdom come through on her journeys so if you're not sure what your purpose is you're searching for love or belonging or your path this can just help you to sorry i'm crinkling my paper this can just help you to trust the universe trust what's going on and being able to enjoy what's in front of you but the way she describes her journeys and the way the messages come it hit so deep for me can't imagine being in the journey but even her just telling me about it was very powerful and just clarified some things for me and she one other thing she touches on is her grief that she's been feeling for the planet and how we're ruining it and that's something that i've felt in journeys also and i really loved the answers that she got in her journey, so I'm excited for you to hear that. Before we start really fast, I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free Zoom call on February 16th. It's a Friday from at noon, from noon to two, and I just got back from a trip, and on that trip, I did a plant medicine journey on the beach, and some really neat things came through, and I just felt like, It would be really fun to hold just like a private little zoom call and I've only told one or two of my closest friends about this pieces of it and I wanted to share some of the things that came through on that it was a really neat journey and I just feel like it has answers inside of there and things that it was teaching me that the plants were teaching me that I have been working on, and continue to work on, and that I want to share with other people. Just some clarity around finding joy right where you're at, even if you feel stressed out and overwhelmed, and you have a bunch of kids and responsibilities and work that you need to do, but to be able to feel at peace, to feel joy, to have fun, to enjoy this time right now. We don't I don't think we really want to skip forward in life we want to just enjoy now enjoy this moment and be free and fun and embody more of who we are and who we want to be I feel like secrets of how to have vibrant energy and how to have health and vitality and feel good just clarified some things on this journey that I've been thinking about and processing through. I was a personal trainer and I've coached people in 90-day mind-body programs and there is a way when I lost weight after my third baby and I did it in a certain way, kind of the standard how um, The standard world tells you you need to do it, and it was fine, it was good. And the second time after my fifth baby that I lost weight, I decided I was going to do it differently, and I've been practicing some of these things as I lost the weight, and in this journey, it really clarified some things about that feeling that you want to have i don't want to give away everything right now but i do i want to tell you everything but the feeling that you want to have the vibration the frequency the vibrancy the energy and the health and it's not just about how our bodies look although that seems to be a product of this way of thinking and feeling and you'll be able to ask questions after so if that's something that is calling to you i encourage you to just hop on this zoom call if you register for it then i am planning to do a replay depends on what's said in there if there's anything super sensitive i may not but um planning to do a replay and so if you register for it even if you can't make it then i'll send you that replay that'll be available for a short amount of time I'll get a link up as soon as I can for you to register for that Zoom class. I'll put it in the description and out on social media, but you can also just DM me and I'll get that over to you as soon as possible. All right, here is Kimber Dutton. Welcome, everyone. Today we have Kimber Dutton, or if you're in Utah, Kimber Dutton. And (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Okay, so Kimber, a multifaceted person, she is a music teacher, artist, podcast host, retreat host, wife and mom, mostly a human on the journey home to herself. So I love that. I'm so excited to get to explore all of these fun topics that we have today. Do you want to just start us off by giving us a little background and how you got to this point in your life? Yeah, sure. So
0: I grew up in the LDS church in a very conservative military family. I was raised to be, I was raised to really think that there's like a one right way to do things.
1: Oh, yes, I feel um, that.
0: Yeah. And I was a perfectionist, straight A student. I went to BYU, Idaho, which for anybody that doesn't know is a church, like a very, very conservative church school. Up in Idaho, I graduated with my degree in music education and then ended up coming back home after getting my degree and was kind of between just kind of trying to figure out how to move forward. I was planning on going to get my master's in marriage and family therapy and ended up meeting my husband here in my hometown, which was wild, and got married at about, I guess I was it was 10 years ago, so I would have been just 24 and then and and had a stepkid. And then pretty quick after that, we had our first child together. And about the time that I had my first child, which was about a year after I got married, I had what a lot of people call a faith crisis. I've come to call it a faith transition. And and then from there, that was about so that was about and it was about eight years ago now, eight or nine years ago. And from there, I just went down the deconstruction rabbit hole of deconstructing everything from my religion to politics and I keep thinking that eventually I'm going to hit the bottom of the deconstruction hole and it just keeps going <laughs> I'm still in it like almost a decade later I'm still in it and um, part of that process for me was I started a podcast of my own. It's a really great thing. I saw a really funny meme. I don't know if anyone remembers, they were doing like these American girl doll memes. And there was one that was like the religious trauma, American girl doll. And it was like, has to start her own podcast to work through all of her religious trauma. That is me.
1: (laughs) I love it. No, you'll have to send me that meme. That is awesome. Tell us all the name of your podcast. The
0: name of my podcast is just be your bad self, you know, as a recovering people pleaser good girl that name has a lot of symbolism for me and it was all about me kind of just deconstructing this whole one right way thinking and working through my own feelings of you know never good enough I have to fix myself and and learn to have compassion and love for myself and yeah so and then and then part of that too I I hosted a few retreats for women along those things I did a reclaiming female sexuality retreat I partnered with Natasha Helfer who's a ex-mormon certified sex therapist she's so cool and we did just like a just be your bad self retreat I've done like a tap into your magic retreat which you know now that I'm not super conservative and religious. I've been experimenting with my tarot and getting to know my intuition. And so really everything that I've offered to people has been an offering to myself that I've been sharing with others. And at this stage in my journey, I'd say for the past year, I've really been in a cocoon stage. Actually, really, since I started my plant medicine journey, I've kind of felt the need to go very, very inward. I I put a pod on my podcast and I don't know when or if that's going to start again, because I keep, I just have kept feeling like this is a very cocoony, just look at yourself. And it's been my year of no, and I've said no to a lot of things this year. And it's been a really healing good year for me. And it's, and this has been really my year of actually returning. I've really felt like I've been coming home to myself this year.
1: So many good things. I'm just taking notes here because Mm -hmm. that year of no kind of triggered something there. I read the book year of yes. And I think a lot of us actually, like I read that and I was like, Oh, I should say yes to everything like she did, you know, but then I'm like, I would be overwhelmed and stressed out and, you know, like crazy. And sometimes the answer isn't exactly what someone else's answer is in this moment. And it might be the year of no, that's so beautiful. And just being able to say no to things and going inside and being true to yourself in your heart, right? I love yeah. the other thing that you said, I love this this just like cocooning and taking time for yourself. Yeah, I've been through kind of ups and downs with that. Like I had a whole year where it was just I have this very entrepreneurial and like you said, like all of these things, it's because it's what I need too, right? You know, and I start a women's business we heart centered, aligned women the group. That's because that's what I need. Right. And the podcast is what mm-hmm. I need. We're giving these offerings to ourselves. So I totally resonate with that. But I did have this year after plant medicine, where it was like, I kept wanting my mind kept going like, okay, I got to do something to help other people. I got to go and share this message. I got to, you know, but it was my intuition kept telling me to just like, tap back in don't worry like these are the words that came like you will be very soon happily busy helping people and in a business and you'll have you know don't worry you're gonna get there honey but right now is your time to just enjoy and explore and put your feet in the sand and play in the mud and just mm-hmm. i mean gardened with my kids and just watched them I am mean, i don't know why this image is coming as one of the things that i just let myself do because it sounded fun and we were outside and bare feet in our little makeshift garden and like just he was just spitting on the seed my little he's six now and putting his, you know, his DNA on it and his mark on this little seed. I don't know. Some woo person told us and I was like, fun, let's put our DNA on the seed before we plant it. Who, who cares? And then we planted it and we tucked it in its little bed. And then we sang it, a song, the, the, this connection with the earth and these things that we were planting and growing. And then how fun that was to eat those plants with my kids and how much more excited kids are to eat fruits and vegetables when they grew them and they sang to them. Right. And just like experiencing that moment, each moment sitting at the pond with my teenager and just like the last couple of years, one of my teenagers, actually both my teenagers, what they've wanted for their birthday. They just spent time with me. One of them, I went to the Mm -hmm. pond and went to went to this waterfall the next year and just sat and beed with each other. And The other one, we went to the Beatles Love Concert and it was beautiful and just spent time Ah. together. And it's like, I'm so grateful that they want to be with me, these teenagers and taking that time to not have to be like, no, I'm building my business so that we can go to Hawaii together as a family, but I'm really busy right now. Or, you know, like all those things, I just let myself enjoy and follow my bliss. And, and I, I did a lot of the, the year before that was like the unraveling year <laughs> and the, the the elucid or the the dreaded shadow work word. but it, it's just such a process and to let yourself experience that process and fully be in it. And I'm so grateful like that time, Even though I'm loving working on my business, that time was just so magical and so fabulous. I'm like, maybe I should just go back to that and just not help other people. But no, I really do love this.
0: (laughs) Well, I love the imagery of you talking about being in the garden and planting that seed in this particular conversation, because I think we live in a culture where we're expected to be flowers or fruit bearing at all times, and we don't take the time to be in the earth, to be grounded in ourselves, to be doing a lot of this invisible work, which is really where the foundation comes from. And to be able to say no, because I feel that all the time. I felt it so much this year, that pressure to like, be seen. And like, I need to be giving to other people and I need to be building business. Like I, that's the hardest thing to say no to is this desire I have in myself to be giving, even when it's not the right timing and to recognize like, that's the natural way of things. Like we have, there's invisible foundational work that other people aren't going to see, but eventually is going to naturally result in, in something that we can gift to other people. I think
1: we have to trust that. Yes. I want to go back a little bit to how that felt. If you can go back to that deconstruction phase, I think I, a lot of people in this sphere that listen to this podcast and my clients are in that deconstruction phase. And maybe if you can go back or some of those people that aren't in it too, just like how that felt in that moment and then kind of how you
0: came through to the other side. I remember I wrote a letter with the idea that maybe I would share it. I don't think I ever ended up sharing it on social media or anything, but but when I decided like I'm I'm stepping away from the religion of my youth, I'm not gonna go to church anymore. I wrote a letter and I talked about how scary it was. I felt like the ground underneath me had just fallen and I was just falling through space forever. And with nothing, nothing really to grasp onto or hold onto or say like, I know this is true to have answers, you know, mm-hmm. and I felt like, and still sometimes I think I'm still falling in, in space. I'm kind of floating around in the void and maybe part of it is I've gotten more comfortable with that. Yeah. And part of it is as I've, I guess, you know, you, the, the floor fall, felt like it fell out from underneath me, but I was still searching for something to grasp, you know, some external authority to tell me, again, like this core belief that I grew up with, there is one right way. And I, when I left the church, I thought, okay, well, I guess that wasn't the one right way. So now I got to start looking for the one right way. And I, as I've done that for a while, I like really threw myself into like entrepreneurship, And like taking all these business classes. And that was like the thing I threw myself into doing it the right way. Or I would obsess over parenting books. And I got really into like Waldorf and Montessori homeschooling methods. Like if you want to find a box to be in, because you're comfortable with that, there are so many boxes to choose from. (laughs) And for a while, I think, that's what I was searching for is like, well, that box wasn't for me. So I got to find another box to fit in. And the longer I've been in this process, the more I've decided, like you saw even in my bio, I talk about like, yeah, I've got all these things that I do. But the longer I'm on this path, the more I realize like, I'm just a human. It's kind of this return to... Instead of it's 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 kind of a little bit like an ego death eventually, I think, is that instead of really seeking to become somebody and to prove myself as I'm somebody, it's really learning to love my own nobodiness, I guess. I think the thing that I a lot of us are searching for is this sense of love and belonging. And we think that we're gonna find that by proving ourselves. And the moments that I've really felt that love and belonging are when I've embraced that I'm part of what I call the big everything, right? Or what I think of God. Like I'm I don't have to be somebody. I don't have to prove anything. Like I'm already here. I'm already experiencing all of this. I, I belong here because I am here. And just embracing that nobodiness, which is it's it's a hard path, but I think for me that is the path. <laughs>
1: That's such gold. So good. Seriously, I'm already like, we'll clip that little spot. But I can tell like just you're really embody some of these things and taking that people ask like, what is integration all the time? What do I need to do? What are the steps to integrate? You know, and it's not always this checklist, but it's like you have these incredible experiences that are deep and spiritual and expansive for, like you said, the big everything, I think, is that the word you used? That's what I call it. (laughs) Yeah. Like me, you're just seeing things from this higher consciousness and then actually being able to embody some of those lessons that seem so simple or so trite sometimes. Oh, love is all that is, or, you know, let go of your ego or these little things and actually embodying that and really striving to live it. And it's not one path for everybody. Right. So as you were on this path, I'd love to hear your, your plant medicine experience. And then also what, and anything else, like for me, it was a, a lot of things combined that kind of really, I don't know that it would be the same journey without it, but yeah, where, if you want to start with your plant medicine one, and then kind of take us, or maybe it's a different chronology. You can tell us.
0: Yeah, so I think that my plant medicine journey actually began before my first plant medicine experience. It was during my Tap into Your Magic Retreat. I had invited an intuitive healer. Just it was just kind of for fun. This was still this was about almost exactly a year ago. Like one it was last October, October of 2022. And I had started playing with tarot cards, but I was still kind of in my mostly pretty I wasn't quite atheist. I wasn't labeling myself that way, but I was convinced that if I kept doing deconstruction work, that's probably the answer I would land on was atheism, meaninglessness, you know? And so a lot of this stuff, I, I wasn't really taking seriously. This is re- retreat was just for fun, but we invited an intuitive healer and she was doing past life regression work with people. And I thought, Oh, that's fun. Like I'll try this out. And she She did a past life regression session with me, and what ended up happening was I didn't experience, and we had talked about this later, we don't feel like I experienced a past life necessarily, more like it felt like a plant medicine journey, felt like a metaphorical vision for me, and what I experienced, so I'll try and give this to you briefly because I've had a few other plant medicine journeys that I also want to talk about, What I experienced was she had me zoom out, like envision myself zooming out above the world and then feel if I got pulled in a particular place. And first I got pulled to this like totally barren desert, the sand dunes, and it, it just felt really warm and my feet were in the sand and I felt this incredible feeling of belonging which is interesting because at the time, you know, I live in the desert and I hated it. And I'm like anywhere but the desert. <laughs> so it was really interesting. That I had this vision of me in the desert with nothing around me, but sand, but I just felt this beautiful sense of where to go, nothing to be, nothing to prove. I just belong here. And then she's like, anything else happening? And I was like, Nope, that's it. Just the desert. She's like, okay, zoom back out above the earth. So I did. And she said, Now, where do you feel yourself getting pulled anywhere else? And this time I got pulled this like land of ice. And I'll admit at first I was like, is my brain just making this up? Cause I'm looking at the earth and it's like, "Okay, what different continents? Okay. There's a desert. (laughs) There's places with ice, (laughs) but I just went with it. So this, this next time I got pulled into this like ice land and I felt really cold and alone and like, I want to be anywhere but here. And then I got pulled out again. And and the next time I got pulled down into like a rainforest. And in this vision, it was interesting. I had brown skin and brown hair and my feet were in the dirt. And I was, and I could just hear all the sounds of the rainforest. And I felt again, the same sense of belonging. Like I belong and I'm part of all of this. And there's this like little pink fairy dust trail that I was following in this vision. And she, this healer asked me questions as I was going through this vision. And she's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm following this fairy dust trail. And she said, how do you feel? And I said, I honestly, I'm just having fun. Like, I don't feel like I have to find this fairy. I don't feel like I have to find the end of this trail. This just is fun. But it, again, it was this, a sense of like, there's nothing better than where I am. And I feel like I'm part of this beautiful rainforest. And then I got pulled out again. And then the the last place I got pulled to was just kind of a nothing land full of gray businessmen walking around with briefcases and looking at their watches and just power walking. And I was a little girl sitting on a I don't know where I was. It was kind of a nothing man. It was like a blank piece of paper, but I could just see these images on it. And I, from my vantage point, I was looking at these businessmen just rushing and they were all power walking. And I was looking around like, where are all these people going in such a hurry? What's so important that they're in this big hurry? As far as I could see, they were just going in these convoluted circles. No one was really going anywhere. They were just getting there fast. <laughs> they were going nowhere really, really fast. But as this little girl, I felt really confused and like, I must be missing something because they all look like they really know what they're doing and and they really know where they're going because they're walking with such purpose. So I just must be missing something. And so I kind of went in the middle of this crowd of business people, hoping that someone would tell me what was going on and no one could see me. And I started feeling really scared, like what, no one can see me. I don't know what's going on. I just know what I'm supposed to be doing or, you know, the one right way, <laughs> I think again. And this little boy in this vision kind of popped his head up from behind one of these business people and like gestured for me to follow him. And I was like, oh, thank goodness someone can see me. I followed him and he He just started chattering away at me. I couldn't understand what he was saying, but I was just waiting for him to explain to me like, okay, where am I supposed to go? What's going on? Where's my business suit or whatever so that I can fit in and go where I'm supposed to go. And he just kept chattering and he brought me to this water fountain and like we sat down together on this edge of this water fountain and he reached in his pocket and he pulled out an apple and he offered it to me and I took a bite of it And it was like that apple became my whole world. And that sense of belonging that I felt in the rainforest, I felt that when I bit into this apple. It was like tasting the apple and I could smell it and feel the crunch. And it was like fireworks in my mouth. Like the apple just became my whole world. And then that was the end of the vision. And that vision, I feel like, was kind of the start of my plant medicine journey. (laughs) Yeah, it is
1: very. And I... I don't think plant medicine is the only way we can tap into these things by any means. So I love, I love that. And I got to know what was the, like to you, what is that apple and not becoming your world and the senses? What does that, what did that mean to you?
0: So I think it was so symbolic of the life that I'm living, watching all these people become successful you know, I was still very in like, I'm have a podcast, I have my retreats, and I'm going to be successful. And this is how I'm going to prove myself, even at even though my podcast was about not having to prove yourself. I was still very much in like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to prove that I don't have to prove myself or something. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I so um, resonate, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, still really buying into this hustle culture. And like, well, this is the way that you're successful you know and this is what life's about is finding your purpose and then going after it and I really felt like this vision was teaching me kind of what I said earlier like you're already there you've already made it you're here and the apple was like bite into your life and enjoy it like ignore all the people running around everywhere and sit by the water and bite into this apple. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's so beautiful. It is so, yes, that's how I felt when I was, my medicine journey message was too, just like experience. And I've had several, I I think on a microdose, there was one similar to that where I was like, I just want to feel like when I'm on a mountain bike ride and we're at the edge of this plateau and you can see forever and I just feel so free. I just want to be free. And how do I be free, you know? And in this journey, or I think it was more a small, a small microdose, but it was just like, you're already free. You are you're like, you're like, you said, there's nothing better than where we are right now. And we're already, we already have everything that we're trying so hard to look for. If we just would just actually experience that apple and bite into it and look the child in the eyes and play with the mud or whatever that is just like play in this moment don't forget cuz we're trying to get somewhere so this is such a good reminder i'm always yeah in that i i always go back to that like okay now i'm going to go do it and i'm going to help a bunch of people and this this podcast too is just like i don't know where this is going but i feel like i'm supposed to do it and i don't know how i'm going to like make money from it cuz right now i'm just spending a whole bunch totally. of totally
0: Yeah. And
1: probably money too. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then hiring an editor. So I don't have to spend time, but then that's money. And anyway, but it's like, but I feel like it's, I I have, I have so much fun. I'm like, if I could just record these episodes, they'd never go anywhere, but just do that all day. I love like just talking with you and reminding Mm -hmm. myself. I think that's why I chose this. So I could remind myself and keep in that state of just that childlike wonder and joy and experiencing the moment instead of always trying to go in the future or the past. But I love it. And I want to leave time for your plant medicine journeys too, because I'm like so curious to hear all of it. Oh, well, I mean, how did, yeah, how did you even find out and start like thinking it was a thing? Because I know from my background, being similar to yours in church, it was like, I thought, mushrooms were like meth and lsd was like cocaine kind of you know i didn't anyway so
0: i guess to protect the privacy of the people i found out from i'll be ambiguous on that point yeah. but i have yeah. some family members that got into it through like some very intelligent family member that found out from a, a psychiatrist you know and said that was like this is amazing and and so i have these family members that started doing Research into it and then started doing it. And to be quite honest, my first exposure, um, one of my family members had a very, they ended up taking a seven gram dose on their very first journey. And that's a if anyone doesn't oh, know, yeah, <laughs> a
1: lot. I've never, I don't know if I've taken more than half of it.
0: And it ended up being a tremendous, I don't. It ended up that very first exposure I had was actually a pretty traumatic exposure to it with ended up in a hospital visit and all of this stuff. And I thought I am never doing that. And that was, yeah, that was earlier last year. And I thought this is never going to, I'm never going to have, this isn't going to happen. This is wild that these family members are even experimenting with this.
1: Guys, don't do too much. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's so important,
1: (laughs) especially on your first time. Too much for one person from experience with, with close people I know could be a half of a gram and you're talking seven and a half grams, right? But, and a lot of times that's mentally the reason it's not, it's not like, cause it's harmful to your body and you're going to have long-term, you know, it doesn't hurt your liver or anything like that, but it's more mentally. And sometimes even those small doses. So really check in and start small and check in with yourself. That's some safety, some education and safety here, which is
0: huge. So, yeah. Okay. So how did you
1: get from seeing this traumatic event to actually wanting to do it yourself?
0: Well, they kept going with it after this, these family members kept going with it. And I watched them change for the better. I watched them work through trauma. I watched them become kinder and gentler and more grounded, connected people. And I thought maybe there's something to this. And I I just started getting a little more curious. I started doing more of my own research. And finally I thought, you know what? I'm gonna give this a try. So last November, so actually almost exactly a year ago this month. I did my first journey. I did it in ceremony, which I think, at least in my experience, that's a really important part of the medicine for me, is doing it with a facilitator who's experienced. I've done it both ways, but I found that the more more profound experiences I've had have been in ceremony with a facilitator. And I was very scared. I got so sick even before I took the plant medicine and I had psilocybin and I was so scared. I, But once the medicine hit, it was like beautiful. This very first experience I had, I had pulled some oracle cards before to help me kind of set an intention. And I pulled this shadow card and I thought, oh no, I'm going to have a scary shadowy bad I know we don't say bad trips like learning a difficult journey
1: <laughs> right <laughs> I, know. Gonna
0: yes, I, I got you it's <laughs> gonna be a tough one and it's gonna be scary and I was and especially after seeing some of these other like this first pretty traumatic experience for this family member I was very scared it ended up being so beautiful and a few times when I've done journeys I I talk i get to visit with like entities symbolic entities i don't know what else to call them and on this journey i i got up to go to the bathroom and i started noticing the shadows and this the cool thing about this journey is that the facilitator a lot of times journeys and ceremony will be through the night so you'll start in the evening and then it will go till late at night This journey, we started in the afternoon, like three or four in the afternoon. And so we got to watch the light shift from the afternoon light into that evening, like beautiful, like dusk light, and then into the... And so it's really cool. I had this whole journey about shadow, and I got to watch this interplay between light and shadow. And I talked to this entity who calls herself Shadow Woman, who's just this really funny kind of body sense of humor with her boobs hanging out, like shadow woman. And I got to talk to the, the, the. there's this light on the ceiling of where I was that transformed into this, it looked like a candy skull, like you would see on day of the dead. And um, he called himself death. I understood him to be death, but he called himself the Joker. And I had this beautiful journey. It was just so gorgeous. And it was all about shadow and death which sounds like such a s- scary topic, but the whole the whole journey was about how this isn't scary. <laughs> shadow is beautiful. And it's the stories that we tell about it that scare us, that God. light and shadow exist together. And all this thing about death, death being the big joker, it was like death is beautiful. And we're so scared of it because we tell all these stories about death that are scary. And it's, it's really just... This, it's a joke. Like that's what death kept telling me. He was pulling funny faces and saying, no, it's just a big joke. It's like Halloween when a kid dresses up in a ghost costume and, and pretends to be scary, but everyone knows there's just a cute little kid underneath. <laughs> that's kind of in this journey. That's what I felt like I was being taught. Death was, this is just this portal to everything beautiful. And it's, and death, this skull thought it was so funny that we're all so scared of it. <laughs>
1: They really use this for people who are cancer patients that are have a terminal illness and they have the you know, maybe they have a year left to live, but they can't live that year because they're in depression and fear and anxiety and same with their family members. But if they can overcome that through one session, you know, through using a psychedelic or a plant medicine and understand and release that fear around it, then they can actually live their last year of their life and, and yeah, their, their loved
0: ones can move on too. Sorry. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's, it's interesting to me because I, I'm not terminally ill, but that was a huge part of this very first journey it was yeah, all about shadow and death and there's nothing to be afraid of. I just cried like happy, happy tears. The The poor facilitator, I think thought I was going through something hard. Cause I was just sobbing and like, came over and held my hand and I was like, no, no. I'm really happy right now. Everything. <laughs> so that was my first journey. And you know, like anyone that's done plant medicine, there's so many layers and I'm just scrunching it into the very nutshell of a layer of the things I think like I've learned. The next journey that I went on, I did not. And ins- well, I guess we still kind of did ceremony, but it was kind of like your own ceremony that we did. And I think we-, we set an intention. And this next journey, I feel like I was really concerned about the planet and like, man, humans are so dumb. We're just destroying everything, and we're hurting each other. And I just felt all of this grief over the planet. And like, what do I do? Like, I sh- I need to be the one to help fix this. How do I fix this? If like God energy, it felt like a God energy, like non a non binary energy, both a very masculine and very feminine presence that just kind of is like, oh, almost like patting my head. You sweet silly human that doesn't know anything. It's such a loving like, but also like, oh, you're so cute. You know so little. And I felt like my perspective just zoomed out. I feel like I became God. I feel like I was, I zoomed out, fill the edges of the, this is where I came up with the word, the big everything, because it was so much bigger than anything. <laughs> it was bigger than the solar system or even then it was just the edges of everything in existence I feel like my perspective expanded to fill all of this and I was shown that the earth and the humans and it was like this voice told me like you sweet humans could never ruin anything because it's all part of the big everything and even if the planet dies just changes form and it goes back and it changes and it's still part of this big everything and still again kind of this no there's no real death there's just big everything and we're all always part of it forever and that journey it reminded me a lot of the atonement actually I felt like I experienced everything and I felt like I experienced this idea it piggybacked on this idea of shadow and light being kind of one And shadow and light make this whole thing. And it was kind of this idea that even the evil, even the horrible things that we don't like, even death and darkness and all of this stuff that in traditional religion, we learn to resist and shun and cut off from ourselves. Even that is part of what I consider God, right? Even that it exists. So it is. So it's part of the, I am it's part of God. And we need to stop being scared of it and and thinking like we have to get rid of it and it's all okay. And I remember at the end of this journey, <laughs> I felt two things. One, I felt so exhausted. I remember at the end thinking, okay, I get it, but can I be a rock now? Like this is too much knowing for my brain. <laughs> I just want to come back to so, like the most limited understanding. I would really like no consciousness for a while. That was so much <laughs> to take in. But I did. I came home from that journey, and I remember telling my husband, "Like I'm God. Do you have anything you want to ask me? Because I know everything." <laughs> yeah. That
1: was our first one. Our friends didn't kick in like at all, and he he took more than us, and then he took a little bit more, and it finally kicked in like when we were all done, and he was God, and he was like, "I made you, and you're part of me. You are me, and I am you." And we're and he's like talking, and I'm just like and i'm i'm in this space where i just barely got back and i'm still referring to myself as human harmony human harmony hmm. needs to go to the bathroom and human harmony cuz i <laughs> cuz there was like i wasn't in i wasn't human harmony before and so i, I was still yes. in that space but i was not in my journey and so i was like i have god right here what do i want to ask him <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah and he was just spouting off all of this brilliance but what you said about that light and darkness reminds me of the very first episode, beautiful Phyllis. And she had these four lessons. And that was one of her lessons. She couldn't get over her husband had betrayed her. And she was 60. And like, just like, I think my life's over, you know, but being able to see that there is beauty behind each of these pains, and there's light behind any of this darkness is so profound and the one more thing I'm I gotta throw in there maybe I'll just I'll do it quickly but I did feel that that similar energy I feel like just so much connection and I enthralled with your stories but (laughs) I on one of the journeys trying to think how much I can say like you said it's my choice what I say but saying stuff about other people right I was pondering what happened to my daughter and still working through the, she had been sexually abused and still working through that and how painful it is as a parent to know that you weren't able to protect your beautiful little baby girl and how hard that is. And I'm still like, as I edit some of these episodes and people talk about their traumas, like working through some of those things and in this one journey it was like I felt that and I felt the pain of it just started coming like any child who had been sexually abused or physically abused. It, it was like I could feel just these little like spots of someone who, a little child who was just feeling alone and sad and abandoned. I was bawling and bawling. I felt like the atonement. It felt like Jesus. but And I was just experiencing children it did feel like any child who had ever been born ever and all of their pain. And I just could not like wipe my tears away. And the emotion was so strong and heavy within my body, just processing through that. But I think that was part of my, my healing surrounding what happened to my daughter, just going through that. And I never in normal state would have maybe energy work or something, allowed myself to process and, and and go through it that deeply.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, some of these journeys can be so hard. The next journey I went on was the hardest journey I've done. I did it in ceremony. It was a large group. I had a very clear intention going in. And when I went under, I felt like the mushrooms asked me. I, it felt like I had a choice. They said, we can go in and do this journey that you're saying you want. Or we can give you this other journey that we think you need. <laughs> and it's like they showed me a picture of a haunted house. It was like, I was very aware this other path was going to be a lot harder. But of course, I'm like, well, yeah, if you think the other one's what I need, then yeah. They're like, okay, so we have your consent. I really feel like there was a consensual choice I made on that on this particular journey. And I said, yeah, give me what you think I need. And in this journey, I... It was so miserable, man. And I haven't even looked at the notes. You know how sometimes some journeys are so hard? It's hard to even look back on the things you've experienced. I don't even know the whole integrated one. I probably need to go back and look at some of my notes. But what I remember is I just, this one felt like it was teaching me that there's light and dark. It's still this light and shadow journey for me. So much of it has been about that for me. There's all this light and all this shadow. And I get to choose what to focus on. And I felt like for the majority of this journey, I was stuck in the shadow. That's all I could think about was just every horrible, sad, like just the pain, similarly to what you just said, like another kind of atonement experience, I Just feel like All I could hear and see and feel was just the misery and the sadness of everybody in the world. And at one point I had to get up to go to the bathroom and I felt like I was Jesus. And I felt like I was carrying the cross on my back, like as I was walking to the bathroom. And I did feel like I I had a very clear awareness that I was God again. And I remember leaning over the toilet thinking I was going to throw up (laughs) And I very clearly, like in my head to the mushroom, said, I am God, damn it. As in, I shouldn't have to be leaning over this toilet, so miserable in pain, because I am God. You know, I am, I am above this. And I feel like the mushrooms like told me, Yes, you are God. This is part of being God. And you cause yourself suffering when you think. That you're above this or that you shouldn't be experiencing what you are experiencing. That was a really heavy. I've thought about that a lot since like, oh, I'm God damn it. This idea of like, I shouldn't be experiencing what I'm experiencing. And then again, these voices saying like, you are God. This is part of being God. And the, the sooner you accept that the less suffering you're going to cause yourself. And and then I just felt like I had to sit through eternity. It was so weird because I got the sense that I was both God and human Kimber. You said human harmony. (laughs) I felt like I was both God and human Kimber at the same time. And I felt like the God version of me. I remember I held my hands together and I was like tapping my fingers, very patiently waiting for myself. My fingers became so long, like weirdly long. And I remember the God version of me was just waiting for the Kimber version of me to choose to focus on the good. And it was like, it was like a parent being like, we'll sit here and tell you X, I, Z. I felt like the God version of me is like, we're in eternity right now. And this is, we're going to sit here as long as it takes for you to figure out you get to choose what you focus on. And, when you figure out to focus on the good, then we can come out of eternity. And I it was so, oh my gosh, it was so miserable. Eternity in this one, eternity in my first journey was awesome and beautiful. This one, I was stuck in focusing on everything sad and it took me a long time. I felt like I lived an eternity before I finally like Someone that was in the group, they started playing some upbeat music. Someone started dancing. And I remember just thinking like, I choose dancing. I choose laughter. And I just started looking around for anything happy in that I could focus on and just anchored myself to that until finally I got to come back. And I remember begging, like, I will not, I don't want to be God. I don't, please like, just let me go back to my little life. I will never complain about anything again. Let me get out of the pity and I will be happy. That was a really, really hard journey. After that, I thought I'm never going to do that again. That was so hard. Um, But I had already scheduled a one-on-one journey with someone and I thought I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And then, and I haven't done one since this last journey. And this last journey, I'll just go in really quick. This last journey, I felt like I found my voice as like an entity, as like part of me that was ready to come out and and a part of this last journey is I felt like I talked to this goddess energy who later it's so weird it's so weird after you experience a journey and in real life you start finding things that you're like oh this is like somebody that people already worship that I didn't know about <laughs> and I was talking to this entity but later I found out I think I was talking to some version of the Hindu goddess Durga or Kali one of the like just fierce Hindu goddesses. She she presented herself to me as like a black widow energy with eight arms and she was pissed off. It was a very, it's interesting because the mushroom I took was a Shakti mushroom, which is a new one. And it's all about feminine energy. It's actually found on the shores of India. I found out later and I'm like, that's so interesting that I took this new mushroom and I had this very Hindu <laughs> journey with this Hindu goddess energy, but was teaching me about the feminine energy and how for thousands of years a big part of our femininity been cut away from us which is the fierce scary void death part of femininity that we've tied what it is to be a woman in a pretty pink bow and said this is what it is to be feminine and she's like no it's not (laughs) she's like femininity is and it's birth and death and it's bloody and anyways this whole journey was about how she's tired of patriarchy and the feminine being put in this pretty pink ribbon and it's time to like worship the feminine again and 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 that's a big part of that is worshiping what is and worshiping death and anyways again I'm giving like the shallowest layer of some of these journeys because I've had several really big ones, but
1: I know I'm like that, that we could go and dive deep into just that alone on an episode, right? Just the, that feminine and everything that goes along with it. It's interesting. We had no idea. We named our daughter Callie and we named, we spelled it K-A-L-I, which I think is how they Mm -hmm the mm-hmm. goddess is spelled and we had no idea any of this but she she really actually likes that 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 we did that and the the femininity surrounding that this fierce goddess and it's kind of a fun thing to explore I wonder how we did that or why we did that but yeah oh, so much so much that we could go into around that the patriarchy and even parts around that where I'm like Oh my gosh, my husband's been trapped by the patriarchy too. You know, like this is your job. You have to do this. Get, you know, all the things, get married as soon as possible, start supporting your family, give up all of your hopes and dreams and do what we tell you to do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's kind of a system that feels like to me, the system we've created, suppressing so, like everyone, you know, it's suppressing so many, not just, not just females.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a powerful journey. If you ever want me back on to go in depth on that one, there's a lot to that one, <laughs> but I just yes tried to really quickly. It was a powerful journey. The The invitation
1: is open. I know you're in a play right now, so you probably don't have time at the moment <laughs> Are super busy, but I loved, I wanted to highlight one other thing you said was this, when you were kind of stuck in that focusing on the negative place and someone started playing some music And that's a really great key tip, whatever, you know, this, the music that's actually what brought me kind of through that endless crying session (laughs) I had that I was telling you about was this music and just getting lost and being part of that music. And then you choosing to go like, I'm going to dance. I'm going to be a part of this laughter and kind of guiding and focusing on that, that that's huge. But I I don't know. I feel like that music is kind of a key for me to shift, you know, or going from inside to outside or whatever. But sometimes we just get to experience that and feel it. And that's, that's part of what that journey is, is getting, being in that. And then hopefully, right. Being able to come through and experience the beauty and that other side of it. It's so, man, I don't ever want to experience the bad parts, but they actually, do, as trite as it may sound, (laughs) make the other, the positive emotions deeper?
0: Yeah. It's just a note on that particular journey. Easily the hardest one I've done, but that one I would say had the biggest effect as far as my mental health went. Because before I started doing I was on antidepressants. I've been in a really dark hole for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I decided to do psilocybin in the first place because of the research on that. And I would say that that hard journey where it was like, we're going to sit here in misery until you learn that you get to choose. I that After that journey, I felt like the depression was just
1: gone. Wow. I'm Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. In, in parting, I think that's such a huge thing for people who've been on medication for years and just feel like this will never change. This is just who I am. I'm stuck here. I'm stuck. <laughs> and sometimes there's different things that can kind of help us out. You know, it may not feel like it's just a choice when you're in that space. But if you can have, sometimes it's medicine or energy work or something that kind of break some people need to have a near-death experience to to go through that and but there there is hope find that way that works for you what as we wrap up here unless you need to go right this second okay what are you most passionate about right now like you kind of said you've been in your little cocoon and you're
0: doing a play and what else doing a musical right now so the thing that I've got like this secret dream in my heart to return to my music roots. That's what I got my degree in. And I've done a lot. I've dipped my toes in a lot of things and I love a lot of things, but right now I really want to start both some private lessons. And I really want to put together a community choir and symphony that's all about, um, and have it just be this, not just about the music, but about the community, about the safe space, about the learning together and, done a lot of like life coaching training, but I haven't felt super passionate about the life coaching, but I want to bring that into my music coaching that I do. And my husband's building me a little music studio in our backyard right now that hopefully will be done about the time I'm finished with this musical. And I'm excited. I'm still kind of <laughs> leaning into learning how to trust the universe. Cause that's the message I keep getting is like, don't push too fast. Everything's going to work out in the time it's going to work out, but that's the dream I've been carrying in my heart for a while that I hope is gonna, I hope I'm doing the seed work right now that maybe that will be the flower that comes out of it.
1: That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, it can people connect with you if that like called to their heart, if their heart went like, Ooh, or they got the chill up their spine or like, yes.
0: Yeah, totally on Instagram as that Kimber girl. That's probably the easiest way for people to find me. I also just started a Substack where I'm. I've actually started sharing some of these journeys. I haven't specifically laid out that it's plant medicine stuff, but I felt kind of pulled to start sharing some of my experiences with these, whatever, and so I started a Substack. And I believe my Substack is also under that Kimber girl. So you can find me either one of those places and reach out. I would love if people were like, "Ooh, I want to be part of that. I need, I need people." Yes, we all, yes,
1: we need each other. That's definitely one of the messages I got in just meditation was how much, um, just, just how much, I I guess I was trying to do everything myself, you know, and wanted to be able to be everything, you know, well, I should learn to do this. I should learn to do that. And it was like, no, we need each other and that community and each other's skills. So if you learn to do it all, you wouldn't, need this community and you wouldn't have other women that you're helping and they're helping you it's so beautiful so yeah I'm sure there's people whose hearts are just like jumping at that and <laughs> they'll they'll be friending you and we'll have we'll have the links in the description also so and I really would love to do it again and meet in person we're both in the same neck of the woods but I'm glad <laughs> we got to do it on zoom even even before we get to meet in person there's so many cool things around but I have the same I have so many similarities I just want to go to everything and push faster than probably I should or faster than (laughs) the universal timing so we will meet sometime
0: I'm sure of it I'm sure we're in enough similar circles we will (laughs) right
1: but I already yeah this has been so neat it just like reinvigorated me. That's why I love doing this for why I'm doing it and how it can help people and how even the hard things, like you said, that was one of the most healing and you felt like your depression was gone after your six hours of crying or whatever. I don't know. Hopefully it wasn't that many hours, but it could have been.
0: It, it was eternity. I just had to sit in eternity. That's all.
1: <laughs> oh, your eternity of crying and then your depression was gone. Good. But that hopefully that gives people hope. For me, it does. It's like, oh, how much deeper can I go and more? Not necessarily having to go back to the plant, but integrating that in. Was there any other key integration things that you've done? Your writing, does that help you?
0: Yes. Writing has been great. The one thing that I think is really important to mention is along with plant medicine, pretty much since the get-go, I've been in therapy and I've been really open with my therapist. I think you'll find a lot of therapists are really accepting of medicine, especially in Utah. There's a lot of, you know, we might pass laws soon that make psilocybin legal and all of that. And I've been doing EMDR work and internal family systems therapy, which man, I could do multiple podcast episodes just on that. In fact, if you go check out my podcast, I have, awesome.
1: <laughs> but we'll, we'll go to those
0: EMDR is, EMDR is kind of like plant medicine without the plant medicine. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and it's been very, very effective. And it's been being in therapy along with doing this stuff has been really great integration for me and having a community of other people also have experienced similar things to talk to has also been really important for me.
1: So good. I'm glad you mentioned both of those. And yes, I have a life coach and a therapist that I've been working with through all of that. And my therapist is even right now, my therapist is Mormon and he's been really open to a lot of it. I think they're hearing about it because they're therapists, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a kind of a big thing. So he actually didn't have a ton of experience with hearing about it. So, but he's been,
0: None okay. of my therapists have either, but they're all super intrigued and open to hearing about it. So they, they can obviously see that it. Helpful,
1: right? Right, and my therapist is like, "Oh, I really actually look forward to (laughs) to this call. This one is always interesting, you know." So we gotta gotta brighten their day with our stories or something. Just teasing. Okay. Well, I am so glad we got to chat, and I really appreciate like that was incredible. I know you sharing and giving those stories will help people. So thank you for being willing to
0: talk. Thanks for letting me. I really enjoy sharing. It was fun. I hope we get to talk again soon. (laughs) Yes, me too. For sure. Thanks
1: so much for subscribing and leaving a review. Come join our amazing free community, Life Changing Trips. There's a link in the description. All content is for informational, entertainment, educational, and harm reduction purposes only. Life-changing trips in Harmony Williams and their affiliates and guests are not doctors or mental health professionals or legal advisors. Any information shared is not meant to treat, diagnose, or claim cures for any physical conditions or mental illness. Psychedelics and sacred plant medicines are not for everyone, even when done legally. There are serious contraindications with various health conditions and pharmaceutical medications. Please do your own research and take action to be informed. Remember that you are 100% responsible for your actions and subsequent consequences. The views of the guests are not the views and opinions of life-changing trips.